Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today is Thursday, December 19, 2019. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, it is official. Donald Trump has been impeached the third time in American history. We'll talk about what's next. Tonight's Democratic debate will feature no black candidates. We'll talk about why that matters. Thousands of people have been purged from Georgia's voting rolls, found out why and what can be done about it. And OJ prosecutor Chris Darton has a new prominent client Democratic donor Ed Buck, who is who of course has been indicted in the murder, uh, the death of two black gay men in L.A. Hmm. Another case of mortgage fraud in Prince George's County, Maryland, involving African Americans, and we also bid farewell to T.C. Williams High School football coach in Virginia, Herman Boone. Of course, Denzel played him in Remember the Titans. It's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the piss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Yeah. It's 
vote. The yeas are 230. The nays are 197. Present is one. Article one is adopted. On this vote, the yeas are 229, the nays are 198, present is 1, Article 2 is adopted. Mark it down a little after 8.30 p.m. Eastern on December 18, 2019. Donald Trump became the third American president impeached. That's right. Uh, it all happened as a result of him seeking out a foreign entity to help bring down a political rival. Now, of course, Republicans did all they could to try to stop it from happening, but the reality is Donald Trump, as Nancy Pelosi predicted, impeached himself. Now, Pelosi says she will wait to send it over to the Senate because Mitch McConnell hasn't gotten his stuff together. steps you might take to try to ensure, as the chairman suggested, a more fair trial in the Senate? You mean more fair trial than they're contemplating? Because we had a very fair process in the House of Representatives. Uh, I would yield to our... Uh, I, I, let me just put it another way. We, we, all, we, all have, we have legislation approved by the Rules Committee that will enable us to uh, decide how we will send over the articles of impeachment. We cannot name managers until we see what the process is on the Senate side, and I would hope that that will be soon, as we did with our legislation, our Resolution 660, to describe what the process would be. Uh, so far, we haven't seen anything that looks fair to us, so hopefully it will be fair, and when we see what that is, we'll send our ma managers. Today, Pelosi held a news conference where she was asked, of course, about what took place last night. She pretty much said she doesn't give a damn what Republicans think. Some Republicans have said of looking like you're playing games with impeachment if you hold on to these articles for too long. I said what I was going to say, Nancy. We are, we have, to, I have, when we bring the bill, which is, just so you know, there's a bill made in order by the Rules Committee that we can call up at any time in order to send it over to the Senate and to have a provisions in there to pay for the for the impeachment <clears throat> and then the next step and the uh, uh, whatever you want to call it the, the the trial that is where you put the managers i was not prepared to put the managers and that bill yet because we don't know the arena that we are in frankly i don't care what the republicans say any other questions? Not on this subject. I've said this is it. I honored Nancy. Run the risk, as some Republicans have said, of looking like you're playing games with impeachment if you hold on. So it's interesting. Nancy Pelosi makes it perfectly clear that she's not going to play games with Mitch McConnell. Let's go to our panel right now. Dr. Greg Carr, Chair, Department of Afro-American Studies, Howard University. Uh, also with us is uh, Melanie uh, Campbell, of course, she with the Black Women's Roundtable, and Michael Brown, former Vice Chair, DNC Finance Committee. Uh, Melanie, I want to start with you. Um, folks talk about Nancy Pelosi. She did not want last night to happen. Right. She held off for a very long time, but she managed this process in a way where, look, she's got the Republicans trying to figure out 
what in the hell she's going to do next. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think that Nancy Pelosi is is uh, the leader that was needed in this moment, in this moment in history. She's boss. She's boss lady. But she's, but, but she's following the process. She's been really clear. It's been about the Constitution. It's been all, uh, growing up in this country where all the white folks I grew up around talk about how the flag and how important <laughs> it is to follow the rule of the law and all these kind of things, but only as it pertains to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 it was a sad moment, you know, to, to watch it because I've lived long enough to know that this was extremely serious what happened la last night, but the president made sure that he was impeached. So she just had to do what her oath uh, of office required her to do, and that's uphold the Constitution. Greg Carr... And do it for the American people. Greg Carr, Democrats wanted her to impeach him at the Mueller report. She said no. I remember the comment she made, he is going to impeach himself. And he kept going, and he kept going, and he kept going, and he did. And people don't realize it was that phone call in September. And then, once, first of all, when the whistleblower came forward, Adam Schiff calls out the director of national intelligence. That's how it all came about. Donald Trump's actions caused last night. They absolutely did. <clears throat> and uh, the GOP has dropped all pretenses. Uh, we, uh, that's why I think as far as news and commentary is concerned, this is really the only place to have an, an intelligent conversation about this. I'm sitting next to a sister who has been part of a coalition who has been doing political analysis for a long time, and I need to go back and look at the Black Women's Roundtable. What, ha what have we been saying? What you been saying? We've been trying to tell y'all this. There are only two articles yesterday that were approved, and only three Democrats, well, I guess two if you count this cat from New Jersey who's going to try to run on a Republican ticket, switch sides. Let's leave Tulsi Gabbard aside for a second. But there were only two. Uh, the tenth article of impeachment for Andrew Johnson was for him saying that America's a white man's country, and as long as I'm president, it's going to remain a white man's government. That was the 10th article of impeachment in 1866 for him. And what did McConnell do today? Yeah. What did they say yesterday? They're on the floor of the United States House saying that even that was an overreach. So what the GOP has done is dropped all pretenses. So when Pelosi comes along, as you say, very calm, very temperament, and says, these are the two that you can't deny, because of this whistleblower, as Schiff has done, and when she says, we're going to hold this back and let McConnell get his act together, I think about our brother Al Green, whose probably his first appearances were here on your, on your airways, on your show, when he says, we could have got this guy at the beginning. But what you've taken away from the GOP is every hiding place except the one thing they have now put their entire government on the bedrock of, and that is what? This is a white man's government, and we're going to ride it till the wheels fall off. And Mike, we're going to do it the way we want. And we're going to do it the way we want. Mike That's Brown, what, what is interesting here is... Now, first of all, McConnell talked too soon. Him and Lindsey Graham. We may call this thing up, immediately vote. So they saying to us right now, we'll do it before Christmas. This thing is out of the way. Now she's going to sit back and say, what y'all got? Then what's going to happen is it's going to force those moderates in the, in the Senate, Collins, it's going to force... Or Murkowski, it's going to force um, for the moderates, but for whatever you want to call it, Romney. Those individuals are going to say, "Well, hold up, are we going to call witnesses? What are the rules? How's this going to work out?" That's the other piece there, and so she can sit on it mm -hmm. and make make them wait. Trial may not be till next October. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, that's, uh, and Cory Gardner, who you probably think, even though he's not, he's not a moderate, but his state is yes. becoming much different. Um, you're exactly right in that. I, just genius. I mean, we're watching political 101 genius about how Nancy Pelosi. No, 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 no. This, this, this doctorate level. Yeah, okay, yes. thank you. Yeah, yes. one one one. One. This, masters, you're right. This you're five right. on one, six on one. This is like a thesis. This is a thesis. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. She, I mean, she, whether, depending how you look at, at speaker's history, Sam Rayburn, Tip O'Neill, and then Nancy yes. Pelosi. She's in that group. And what she has done is put him, now they're always on the defensive. Now, we've never seen Republicans on defensive like we do now, especially this guy who's always, 45, always on the offensive. Now he's on the defense. He's going to have to avoid impeachment through Christmas holidays and possibly through the Iowa caucuses. Long Victoria Burke and NPA Jones as well. Here's what you know crazy man is on hand. So last night, he's in Michigan. <coughs> he attacks a dead man. Right. The longest yeah. serving, serving member in U.S. House history. Yeah. Now you got two Republicans in Michigan saying, you need to apologize. Right. You insults the man widow. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want anything. And he, not only is he always petty, but this is going to this is going to rankle him. It's going to drive him crazy, right? Because impeachment will now be attached to his name. Absolutely, absolutely. And the idea that it somehow is going to benefit him, I think, is is a ridiculous statement. Obviously, for the most part, people stay where they were. If you supported Trump, you supported Trump. If you was against him, you were against him. But I think like the saddest part of the entire thing is to watch the Republican Party in this moment. The Republican Party is embarrassing itself. It is the lowest point for them, easily the lowest point for them. Because if you notice during their little debate yesterday, there is nobody out there defending. Donald Trump, the person, this is something that Chris Matthews brought up yesterday, it's very mm -hmm. true. Very much so. No defense whatsoever of his behavior, no defense on the merit of any of the charges, no defense of this is a good man who wouldn't do this, none of that. Because they, they can't, they can't. And what's even more shocking is when you think about the fact that these two articles have nothing to do with treason, have nothing to do with emoluments, have nothing to do with obstruction really direct obstruction of justice, which they could have very easily have brought up. So there's all these other things that they could have impeached him on that they didn't even get to. And these Republicans are standing out there. And, of course, you see the demographic divide right in front of your face with this party. Mostly white males defending the president. Not even a few white women thrown in there to, to <laughs> yeah. sort of make it look good because Lynch this Indian. is it. This is the party. This is the Republican Party, and it is embarrassing. And that and, new group that Rick Wilson and them, them you know, set right. up, the Never Trump Republicans. George Conway. Good, good for them, right? Because those Never Trump Republicans, a lot of them are white, white men as well. But, but the point is, this party has just come down to desperation and defending Donald Trump, and that's it. The day after, you know it's bad when you got Putin defending you. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. When Putin is defending Trump, that's all oh. you need to know. Right. Yeah. As to where this man stands. And right. the only one, the French, the Chinese, mm -hmm. the English, China saying, we told y'all this is American democracy. What are y'all talking about? In England, they're saying, yeah, this is a problem. And they got Boris Johnson. You've leapfrogged over Boris Johnson. And, and, to, and to the point that you just raised, Lauren, this, this Lincoln Quartet that they've got, they were in the, front, in the New York Times today. You know, that includes a man who was John McCain's principal advisor right, that right. loosed Sarah Palin right. on the world. Now, y'all want to throw the rock and hide your hands? Yeah, good for y'all, but do not try to rehabilitate the Republican Party. Right. The Republican Party, which we were watching yesterday, I was talking back and forth between the House floor debate and Roland Martin Unfiltered. As y'all had, had the all-women panel breaking this down. 
I'm watching, as you said, these are all white men. Yeah, right. And so, yes, well, please. And, well, well, that's, and that. that's really what this is boiled down to be yes, about. Yes, Because it didn't just start with the impeachment. It started when President Obama, in my opinion, was elected in the first place. That's right. So, you know, Mitch McConnell has been very, very focused. He has not swayed at all. Mm -hmm. only in, so he's taken it to the fullest extent to this moment. And it is about white men saying, this is... Uh, this we're, We will stay in power no matter... At all costs. We will break... We will tear down this d democracy, My we God. call this, as long as white men are in charge. <laughs> and that's the, that's the image of that, what I saw. But see, it's gonna, and, and, it's gonna splinter night. because when you can't even keep the husband of the president's advisor, you can't even keep George Will in the <laughs> Republican Party. That's right. At some point, they are going to splinter. They can only hold this thing up for oh, so long. Well, and again, the, the, I keep reminding people, this is the guy who only won right. 78,000 votes. Well, he, well, he, see, every, everybody keeps focusing on... Uh, all his 43%, he only won by 78,000. And if you break that down, Clinton, Hillary Clinton did not go to Wisconsin, which was idiotic. You get, you get voter ID, then you get Pennsylvania and Michigan. And so literally, if you now start looking at what... You look at what, what Democrats have been able to do. No, what black folks were able to do. Come on now. Followed by Democrats in North Carolina. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now you got Congressman Mark Meadows, Freedom Caucus, announcing today he's not running. Why? Because they broke the gerrymandering. Come on, brother. And now they are afraid to run in competitive districts. Well, same thing with Mark Walker. So in <clears throat> North Carolina, of course, they finally fixed the map to some degree. Right. So, so instance, now these people are North Carolina a and I mean, yeah. is now in one congressional right. district. Right. But, 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 but again, what, what you're now dealing with is, is that Obama won North Carolina by 14,000 votes. Uh, Trump, uh, uh, Romney wins in 2012. Trump wins in 2016. North Carolina could very well be definitely in play in 2020, like it was in 20 in 2008, yeah, because right. of the work of Reverend Barber, Moral Mondays, NAACP, yeah. Democracy Clark, North Carolina, APR, all those folks. Right. And so that's why I keep trying to tell people, y'all keep talking about his base, but he only won by 78,000 votes in three states. Well, they're outnumbered, and they know they're outnumbered. Yeah. Obviously, Hillary... I mean, I know the... Obviously, we know the Electoral College is, is the thing, but obviously, she won by almost 3 million more votes. That would tell you that there's a huge problem with the Republican Party, because if you go back to 2000, obviously, Al Gore and that whole... I mean, Gore basically won, right? So they, they're barely able to get by... In fact, and Gore because, just won his home state. Right. He's president. Right. Correct. They're only right. able to get by on voter suppression... Which is now what other they're games, doing now. Right? Look, look, look at right. Georgia. Right, right. The story you're going to Today. Right. That's right. I mean, purge. now you can you can see the battleground states that are yeah. that are coming up now. Right. Georgia, the purge. We're seeing right. these, and so it, it, Lauren, it's very important that that point you're making because when you see what the GOP is doing, they know they can't win. Right. So they're not funding the census, but now we see millions of dollars in states that need to be having their count right, or they're spending money now. This country could very much fracture. We can't take four more years of Trumpism because the GOP is stacking the federal judiciary. One of the reasons the Democrats right. probably didn't they go to court yeah. is because these judges were slowing this forward. Right. Thirteen and, and, and this week. And that's right. the piece, of While all this was going on. That's now, right. Now, that's now right. it's interesting is that there's a debate tonight at Lo Loyola Marymount University, the last Democrat debate in 2019, but judicial nominations hasn't come up in a single damn debate. There'll be no black candidates on stage tonight. We talked about this last night, Melanie, mm -hmm. and we have to deal with this, this in reality. If you study 1972, the present day, 
black folks have rarely gotten behind black candidates. Right, right. That's true, that's true. And we, we're strategic with our votes. We are. We don't just vote for you because of your color. Right. We vote for you because are you going to address our issues? And they can play with it all they want to. And so I keep saying to the Democratic Party, look, you know, I was in the room uh, the other day with some, some of my, my white sisters, right, <laughs> just having a conversation, and it brought up the 53% again. I'm like, y'all got to fix that. That's on y'all. Y'all got to fix that. Yes. But the burden of saying that black women have to carry it, and, of course, more brothers voting the right way. Yes. Y'all gonna make that happen in 2020. Absolutely. Right? right? But, but it's, yes. it's real simple. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah. Yes. We have you. No question. <laughs> right now, Trump, you. But, right but now you Trump has an approval rating of 42% among white women. If 42% of white women support Donald Trump in 2020, a drop of 11%, he's toast. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. White women. <laughs> That's on y'all. Hmm? Don't come holler at us. Mm -hmm. That's on y'all. So I need all your white women to get together in y'all little groups. Don't come talk As to he, us. Because it, it is about lose. conversation. I mean, and and that like was my thing. You've got, to talk to your, you've got to talk to your cousins. You've got to talk to your relatives. You've got to... If, if you believe that this thing needs to change for, and that you believe this, your issue is not just uh, to make sure white people stay in power, right. white men stay in sign, your right. sons stay in power, right. and you want to see your daughters have more opportunity, then that's, that's on you, respectfully. And then, Roland, not ha and the Democratic Party, not having a diverse... Uh, state of uh, imagery is 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 problematic, and so that and so to be able to just stay with a process that you end up finding out before you had the first vote hmm. that you're looking and if your asset you're you holding on the process, Chairman, Chairman as opposed Perez, to Chairman, what is your asset, Chairman Perez. They need to change that by January when he set up the process. Yes, along, you know, several months ago, mm -hmm. he should have held two at larges in his pocket. So you have the criteria, and let's say it's however many people, seven people. Oh, and they're two at-larges. And it'll be Senator Booker mm -hmm. and whoever, whoever else you want well, to have at-larges. Why? And you have some... Well, if you want... If diversity, if you're worried about what the stage is going to look like, from, my, from some standpoint, hey, he set up the process, folks didn't make it, this is who it the is. The problem with Cory Booker is he's at 1% and 2%. Right. That's the problem. So I, I wish he was on stage because what he talks about, I want to hear about. But he's at 1% or 2%. The other thing we have to admit is Elizabeth Warren is talking about our issues. And we shouldn't ignore the fact that Elizabeth Warren is talking about our issues because just because she's a white candidate doesn't mean we should pretend that she's not. She's talking yeah, about but, our but, issues. But Lauren, hold up, hold up, She didn't talk about this. And I like, I like a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. I'm not anybody's mm -hmm. camp. Mm -hmm. But when we were in Atlanta, right. that last debate, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, Harris, those two, the, our issues would not have been, it had not truly Warren, been. I'm not saying that people aren't doing it on the fringes. Warren brought up redlining, but, which nobody talks and about. And that's not, <laughs> Nobody. So that was something we never to, heard at a debate ever. The, you know, so that was I'm not saying. I'm not saying she doesn't mm -hmm. deal with it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying when, when you went in depth, it was the two black people that went in depth. And so at the Definitely end of the true. day, when we're saying that this country is, is the browning of America mm -hmm. and all these kinds of things, it does matter. But we and got, allow but, the people but, to vote. But, but if he's but, not getting the support, but, but, he's but, not getting the support. But we got to put it on the table, though. Even if you look at South Carolina, the four minority candidates <laughs> were below 5%. And black people will be more than half of the folks voting in that primary. Well, here's what I think. Mm -hmm. it, it really behooves us to listen to the folks 
who have studied this. That's why I turned to, to all three of these these folks here, and I asked. And yourself. Well, no, but I mean, but for me, different. I mean, because because working on the ground and then being part of the Democratic Party apparatus. Now think about Jackson in '88. There was no nominee going into Atlanta. And when Jackson released his delegates, part of the trade-off was we get to get in this DNC and work it. Mm -hmm. And so that's mm -hmm. when your father emerged, uh, Brother Brown. That's when you see these superdelegates kind of reigning. And I'm thinking, is part of our strategy, over the black folk, like my mom and age them, they just want to beat Trump. And so thinking about that white person logic, they thinking, y'all not going to vote for white people, ain't going to vote for white for a black person or a brown person or a yellow person. We need to figure out which white man going to beat Trump. So the younger blacks, I was going to say, Bernie Sanders, meanwhile, got a lot of young sisters. Mm -hmm. I see these young sisters, and they started an HBCU tour. They may be a generational debate, but I think that's why I turn and I ask. You know, is this black people saying, how do we beat Trump? And it doesn't have to look like me in right. order to beat Trump. I don't know. That's but, what no, I'm saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, This has to be put on the table. Because, see, you mentioned 88. Yeah. Super delicate. Yes. Let me be real clear with y'all. That's right, that's right. Bernie Sanders had the rules changed in, after 2016, because he was angry the superdelegates were back, back in Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me explain a lot of black folks who don't know. Mm -hmm. It was Reverend Jackson, right. Dr. Ron Walters, right. Ron Brown, Harold Ickes, <laughs> the four of them who got together, got the rules changed that expanded superdelegates, which expanded black right. representation. Right. Exactly. Now let me unpack that. Huh. Had, let me unpack that, had the superdelegates rules been in place this year, guess who would still be in the race? Come on, brother. Senator Kamala Harris. Who would likely be polling better? Senator Cory Booker. So, there were black people... She ran out of money, though, didn't No, 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 no. She, actually, she did. There were black people who were outside of the party mm -hmm. who were like, that's right, Bernie, that's right, Bernie, mm -hmm. who did not understand that black power mm -hmm. had increased mm -hmm. with the change of superdelegates. Michael, that's one of those things that people on the outside didn't realize what your dad and Reverend Jackson and Walters did on the inside that caused black power to be larger than it was before. Though, when they put that together, clearly Reverend was rising up and mm -hmm. running for president. Right. But it was also for the future, mm -hmm. to give black folks power at the seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Because if you have super delegates, you can sit at the table and say, wait a minute, mm -hmm. I got some power and some juice. You can't just run the table. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what I'm worried about. This primary season can stretch all the way to the convention. And whoever the nominee is, yeah. You can get mad all y'all want to, but the superdelegate process pre prevents a Mike Bloomberg from coming in and dropping $100 million in two weeks. Because he can't collect. He can't collect delegates. Like, he See, that, that's... It's, and, and so the anger that y'all don't want to deal with, there were a lot of black Democrats who were angry because Sanders was a Democrat... And went back. ...changed the rules and still wouldn't call himself a Democrat. Correct. Even, look, the source from Obama saying, look, the man ain't a Democrat. But again, it's one of those things that people not understanding the inner workings of power. Now, Professor, excuse me one second, Professor, to yours, I was with a group of senior African-American women the other day. 
and they were talking about, you know, who, what, what they, were, they were like, you know what? Obama could have picked anybody to be his vice president. Anybody. You could have picked any governor, any senator, right. any member of Congress, former cabinet secretary. He picked Joe Biden. That's good enough for me. Well, we understand. If he can beat Trump, and that's what they're Don't saying. disagree. But we also, and this, is, and this is, again, why it's so important. Obama is not of the genealogy of Shirley Chisholm or Ron Walters Same or right. Ron Brown or Jesse Jackson. And in many ways, what we see with 88... And when, hold, a, up, hold up, before you... No, when, and when you say genealogy, you're not talking about his bloodline. I'm not talking about bloodlines at all. You're speaking of political, I'm of political genealogy. genealogy. Right. I'm sorry. Yes, he is the beneficiary <laughs> of that. And in fact, we, and you talked about it on air, the death of Richard Hatcher is something we need to unpack even more because it was 72 Gary, Gary in many Gary. ways that sets the blueprint for what right. ends up in 88. Right. And if you look right. backward from right. 72... Sets up, 88 sets up 2000. That's exactly right. And if you look backward from 72, eight years, mm -hmm. it's Fannie Lou Hamer on the delegate challenge in 64 in Atlantic City that starts the ball rolling towards 72. Too. Why do we say all this is important here in 2019? We're in it now. Tom Perez is in it now. These young people who don't know the history are in it now. And these elders, these black people, and Melanie, you've been charting this for so long. We've got to make some serious decisions because four more years of Trump could see a fracture in this national experiment called the United States that can't be put back together because California and New York are not going to carry Mississippi and <laughs> Alabama and them much longer. If you want to run this, you'll have a smaller place to run. And I just don't know what is going to unfold in so, the wake in these next few months. So, Melanie, what has to happen yeah. tonight it, now, okay, mm -hmm. since black mm -hmm. folks didn't support Senator Harris, let's just be honest, mm -hmm. not supporting Senator Booker, mm -hmm. now it's like, okay... If it's going to be Biden, Warren, um, Sanders, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, what y'all going to do? Bring your A-game. What you going to do? Bring your A-game. What y'all going to do? Bring your A-game, and we need to hear the issues that that, that, that are matter to us. Mm -hmm. It's like, we've been voting for more white presidents than our last I checked. <laughs> you know, so... so it's, it's, oh, right. it's not going to us. us. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the, that's the pressure right. for those who are still in the race. That you better speak <clears throat> to it. You better and and, and 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 at the end of the day, you know, Ron, what we're doing, and, and I know I got to uh, go ahead. Final comment. Go ahead. Uh, uh, to uh, go take care of little family, but um, at the, but at the end of the day, I, I'm excited because I think these young people are who's registering to vote more than anybody are young people. Come on, now. it's just that they can 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 stay the course and deal with it and follow the the power that they have. They can change. This whole game, because it's not just about 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's about who <coughs> is going to be controlling that U.S. Senate. Mm. Last right? roll, roll right. That's, that's the right. key. What, what, and Roland and I have talked about this. Professor, I think we've talked about it. Mm. The key for young people, too, is if their candidate does not win, they got to yes. keep staying in the game. They can't be frustrated like Bernie's folks after the primary in that's 16. Right. They didn't come out. So their folks have to hold, if they have to hold their nose, Yes. They got to stay engaged. Own that power. All right. Mm -hmm. Melly Kim, we appreciate you. it. Thanks a lot. And see you all in, in the 2020 decade. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, folks, we got to go to a break. We'll be back at Roller Martin Unfiltered. You want to check out Roller Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roller Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there?
Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. If you want to support Roland Martin Unfiltered, be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roland Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roland Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing 50 bucks each for the whole year. You can make this possible. RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. All right, folks, it's the holiday season. This is when you think about spending time with your family and friends. It's also when you count your blessings and support those less fortunate. This year, you can be a holiday hero and change someone's life forever. Right now, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are sitting in jail without being convicted of a crime. Why? Because they can't pay the bail. The reality is this. If you are able to pay your bail, you're more likely uh, to have no charges uh, brought against you uh, as a result of that. But if you can't pay it, you're more likely to plead guilty. That's why the Ebony Foundation has partnered with the Bail Project in sponsoring the Home by the Holiday campaign. Their goal is to bail out 1,000 people between now and New Year's Day. You can make a donation uh, to their effort to do so. All you got to do is go to homebytheholiday.com, homebytheholiday.com. All right, folks, let's talk about the story out of Los Angeles where Chris Darton, best known for prosecuting O.J. Simpson, is not representing Ed Buck, the Democratic donor, accused of supplying fatal doses of narcotics to two black men who died in his West Hollywood apartment. Buck allegedly lured poor and vulnerable men to his apartment with promises of party and play, meaning sex and drug use, in exchange for money. He then injected them with doses of methamphetamine and led to 10 of them overdosing, causing the deaths of two men, both who were black. But here's what it's so... It is a piece. <laughs> if you if you if you get indicted, you're gonna hire a lawyer. Right. Is it a big deal that Chris Darton taking the case? Yes. Why? <laughs> because you've got to be careful when you have a client-based business whose case you take, because frankly, your branding is wrapped up in that question. And when you take the case of somebody accused of what he's accused of, obviously this is alleged, innocent until proven guilty, due process. I totally believe in that. But your branding does matter, and the cases you take and the people that you represent matter, even as an attorney. But, but here's the and, deal. and I'm saying this is somebody but who, here's the deal. who why, believes in, why, in due process. Why but, attorneys <laughs> have represented mobsters? They represented, I get it, they, they, but... they represented all kinds of different people. They have mm -hmm. been celebrated as celebrity lawyers. Yeah, and he prosecuted the OJ. No, no, no. Right? So, so let's still... be real about no, no, where... But, no, <laughs> but, but I'm still asking the question, mm -hmm. Greg and Mike. Simple. <laughs> okay, why attorneys take cases all the time? People don't question their whiteness. Oh, no. you shouldn't do it. It's, and, and, and they are held up as, oh, these great lawyers. Well, because white, whiteness <laughs> is the default position for humanity in this country. Mm -hmm. So, of course, their whiteness won't be challenged. But, you know, and, and as you say, Lauren, I mean, here's a man who prosecuted O.J. Now, in black communities, we know, we're saying, oh, well, you know, O.J. maybe did it, maybe didn't. But you're looking at Chris Darn like, you the police. Right. So now he's in private practice. And like right. you said, well, he's got a client-based community. But whether it's Chris Darden as an attorney, whether it's Will Hurd, who gave this mumbly-pumbly mumbling thing yesterday and then voted not to impeach Trump, or whether it's going to be Senator Tim Scott in South Carolina. When it comes to black folk, when we see you and we say you black, Right. We expect you to behave it politically the way you present phenotypically. And that simply is not the case in the United States. And you're telling time. me of all the cases you can take with all these guys represented by the Innocence Project, and these, oh, these three true. guys just got out in Baltimore, he takes that case? 
I mean, what, of all the, see, when you're an attorney, you have a wide, vast uh, uh, degree of decisions you can make about yeah, but, but, what but, type of clients you can have. But here's the piece, though. That's right. If someone is coming to you and they're paying, again, though. There are other people out no, there no, no, that need but representation. Here's, no, but here's the question, though, Mike. If an attorney not named Chris Darden took this case, are we discussing this? Is it a big deal? Probably not. I mean, clearly, and I've you know, been fortunate enough to have been in law firms, and the, the standard with black folks is obviously different than, you know, your white counterparts. So the standard's always going to be different. I'll give an example. There was an unnamed particular Arab country that wanted to be represented at a particular firm. Some black folks were bringing it in, and the senior partner said, of course, I'm not saying any names, senior partner said, just keep in mind, if you do that, it could impact some of our Jewish clients. Interesting. And so just keep that in mind. They better pay you enough that, hey, I don't even know if you may, you'll be able to work on other projects and this could be it. So I don't know if the same conversation would have happened with a white colleague. I don't know. And I'm not saying any paying, names, You of think course. Buck is paying him? I mean, given what you've just said, there is an X factor involved, isn't there? What does his client base look like right now? And has Buck written a chick big enough for him to hold his okay, so flip this. Uh, so, so flip this. Uh, so flip this. Uh -huh. Ed Buck, white Democratic donor, mm -hmm. indicted, supplying drugs, did the two black gay men. Okay. So do we say the same thing if a black woman is representing R. Kelly? Ooh. If a black woman... People, there were people who were mad at Monique Presley for being one of the attorneys representing Bill Cosby. Sure. Okay, so what? If a white woman was representing Bill Cosby, in fact, a white woman did, didn't have the same criticism. No, of course not. So, so what are we actually saying to black attorneys? We're saying that... We're going to decide who you get to represent? <laughs> We're saying that intersectionality is a nice academic construct and a fiction. Race is the single most powerful determinant of how we view each other in this society. No, white women doesn't matter. Gloria Alfred can come out and represent all the victims, and the minute Monique Presley says, well, this man deserves a vigorous defense, <laughs> oh, hell no. I mean, wh what about gender? No, the only thing that Gloria Alfred and Monique Presley share is they happen to be female. But Monique is a black female. Race is always the determinant. Let me tell you something right now. If my ass in trouble... I'm gonna try to hire the best damn person I can. Chris Darden. And if I was no, no, Chris, I mean, Chris loses Chris all the time. You know, he does. He loses all the time. First of all, okay, outside of OJ, how many Chris Darden cases have you followed? Look, all I know is no, no, he lost no, no. a big case. Answer the question. OJ was guilty I'll, and he lost. I mean, what, I mean, listen, you, you're not gonna pick that's, Chris Darden that's as your attorney. One Come on, case. But that's wait true. a minute. No, that's true, Roland. You but wait a minute. That was a big one. But the other case is that's one case. It's a fair You don't even know any other cases. It's a defining case. And you don't even know who was defining case. But you also don't even know who was he defended. The dude was guilty and Chris Darden lost. But you also don't know who he defended. And here's the other deal. The guy, the guy who allegedly killed Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. They hired Chris Darden. Yeah, they did. Black folks said you can't. You can't represent him. Now, now, now what we saying here, now, hold up. So, Darden can't represent a black man who allegedly killed Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. Now he can't represent a white man who killed, allegedly killed two black gay men. Well, who the hell can he represent? It's the politics it of race. I mean, it's the politics of race. I don't know that it's just race. No, no, but it's because not we just, just race. We just but... watched Pete Buttigieg. People demanded that he give the money back 
from the firm, mm. from the attorneys of the firm, yeah. representing a Me Too case, which was Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, well, you need to give that money no, back. No, no, no. All right. Now, obviously, it's going to no, be no, disproportionately on no, us. But the first one, but he had to get the money back for the lawyer who worked to not to not release the Laquan McDonald tape. Mm-hmm. That was race. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Wait a minute. I, I'm just, Can I'm, we just skip over the example I just gave? No, no, that no, wasn't no, right. no, no. I mean, I'm like, what? No, no, I need y'all to answer my question. He couldn't represent the black man who allegedly killed Nipsey Hussle. Now he can't represent Ed Buck. Okay, who can represent? You are who... Some, you live in a branding people. world. You are <laughs> right. a lot of times who you represent. Who no can question. he represent? No question. He should be able to what represent. Who can he represent? He, he just represent represented who, three people. He should we be able know to represent who he wants to represent. Now, in the OJ case, yeah. he also lost to a better black lawyer. And that's that's right. the issue. Well, black right. people, no, no, that's nothing right. about the law. Right. It was like this black dude black is with us, and that black dude with the polo. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> there's not a <laughs> there's not a single person watching right now. If yo, if was your ass <laughs> was on the line, you would not. You would sit here and say, "I'm a, I'm gonna try to get the best person <laughs> who I can get." With my money. And that would not and be you, Chris Starr. <laughs> you don't care what I think, I take Lauren <laughs> think, Greg <laughs> think, Mike think. You're going to tell all of us to kiss your ass because you're trying to stay out of jail. That's true. It's simple as I'll that. I'll bet you Chris Darden is the only attorney that guy could get. How about that? <laughs> all right. I'll bet you he has trouble finding a, a, an attorney to defend him in that case. Interesting. Because hmm. a lot of people won't just represent. First of all, defense hold attorneys hold right there are hard to First of all, we don't even know that. That's yeah. the, you well, don't even know that. Tell you, Chris Darden is the best defense attorney in this first country, of all, really? You don't even, first of all, oh, he's not in the country. Right. Like, well, he's in L.A. Since when has Chris Darden been a good defense attorney? Since when do we think But you Chris don't Darden. even know his case is. Okay, Do you know of any case... Do you think of Chris Darden I'm asking you. No, I'm asking you. No, do you know of any case he defended? Guess what? I don't know. I'm not in L.A. That's not who you would think as I'm not in L.A. Darden came out of the practice of law. Maybe he's writing novels and things like that. But, I mean, this is an interesting thing you raised. So, who's she are? Well, Marty Singer? But All Marty I know is Chris Darden does not come to mind when I think of in the first, attorneys. But you're not in L.A.? In, in the first paragraph of what you... <laughs> are you in like, L.A.? No. Do I have to but, be in L.A. to know that Chris Darden lost one of the biggest cases of the last century in this right. country? You're talking about which a case did, in the Which 90s. he did. He lost <laughs> the O.J. case. Let me ask you again. He lost the O.J. case. Let me ask you again, Lauren. You can try to trap me if you want. I'm not trying to trap you. You're not going to answer my question. Do you know of a single client... Do you Chris think of Gardner defended? Do you think of Chris Gardner? Yes Darden? or no? no? Do you think of Chris Gardner? Do you yes know no? a single yes client? Yes or no? Do you think of Chris Gardner? No. Do you think of Chris Gardner when you think of defense attorneys? First of all, the Chris no. no. The answer is no. Here's the deal. First of all, this is real clear. So my answer for let, you let is. Let me answer so my again. My answer for you is let no. Let me answer so again. Are both I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know of a single defense client he's represented. You don't either. Oh, please. You don't know the you, outcome you, you of a single case involving Chris Darwin when he defended the client. Me, Not oh, one. So how can you make a judgment? And so he's the best defense attorney in the United States? Here's my question. No, how can you make a judgment on his job as a defense attorney so run us, run when you don't Star's know case. one case. So you know, tell us about No, I'm Chris asking you. No, I'm asking you. Well, that's like you're, saying... You're the Chris Darden like You're the Chris Darden That's Darden like saying, attorney I'm gonna make a judgment Defend on your Chris writing Darden. style. No. I ain't never read tell, your stuff. Tell us how great Chris Darden is. No, let's I'm gonna judge... Tell us how great I'm gonna judge what kind of professor Greg Carr is, but I ain't never seen you teach. Tell us how great Chris Darden is. How many cases has he won? But here's the... You're not answering. Because you don't even know. You don't know either. Lauren, I'm saying I don't know. 
But you are making judgments on stuff you know nothing well, about. I know well, maybe, he lost the biggest case in the last 50 one case. years. Well, well, maybe oh, our the OJ case right, is so not go, just I one Google, case. I Googled, <laughs> I Googled Chris Darden okay. cases. Yeah. Here we go, the facts. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> if you believe in right. Google. Okay. The first thing is that he represents Buck. I'm scrolling down, <laughs> scrolling down, and then the next thing is OJ. Right. Why? Well, and, and why is that? But, but see, because it, it's, unless no, it's a major no other, celebrity or whatever, no other, uh, you don't case. know. Well, Ron, I think you, you may, when you led this story, I think this may be the thing. Are we looking at the wrong side for emphasis? In other words, it isn't that it's Chris Darden specifically. It's that there's a black lawyer who's defending somebody who harmed black people. And I think maybe it's the defense of, of who this guy is that's the issue. I mean, let's take Harvey but, Weinstein, for example. Right, right. Why isn't Harvey Weinstein leading the news? Why? Because Oprah Winfrey, who has got Michael oh. Jackson accusing <laughs> HBO, being R. Kelly, now has another episode coming out. Why? Black people care when black people are harmed. When it's a white person, yes. Now, Chris Darden may not be important. Why is he the name we're talking about? Because he has a name. If it were X, Anonymous black attorney. So what about this white that's, man? That's, 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 so, so, that's so what true. about that's that? So what, that's and guess what? That's and true. all those white students at Harvard, yes, who went yeah. after oh. the black the black dean no, and right. his wife, no, that's who right. was on that's the team, right. yes, right. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Right. Now, it says, by the way, it says he quit right. Nipsey Hussle's defense. No, no, I know he did because no, because he got death threats. Correct. So, so again, no, make that point you're making about this Harvey guy. I don't know the clients who Chris Darden represented. I don't. I can't say what kind of defense attorney he is. What I can say is this. Is you can hire whoever the hell you want. True. As a black lawyer, you should do to be able to do the same thing white lawyers do. Agree. You got white lawyers out there who have become multimillionaires. Sure. Who have represented mobsters. Sure. And celebrities. Sure. Have represented people on trial for sexual assault. Sure. And you know what? Folks say, guess what? Cool. But it's interesting how we want to have a higher standard mm -hmm. for black lawyers, just like we have a higher standard for black uh, black politicians and a higher standard for black folks in all these areas. And so what is it about us where we're saying, how dare you, but if a celebrity white attorney, if Marsha Clark was hired by him, wow. what would we be saying? Nothing. Nothing. Well, I mean, you, well, you're raising something here, very here's important. Here's the thing. With well, attorneys... Well, well, do have sort of a different profession in that they do get to choose who they work with a little bit more than we say, all do. a politician. Mm. Okay? But we all do. Let's be real. If you want to build a boutique law firm around defending people who are innocent or around defense defense, you know, defending like this type of case, you can do that. So I just feel like mm. he is making a choice. Again, of your course point, he's making a choice. Your point is well taken. Bruce Cutler made a choice. We, Bruce we, Cutler but we is have the a lot most well-known mobster lawyer we right. who's a multimillionaire. Right. And it's not like it's not like white folks are saying, Bruce, how dare you? You defeated John Gotti. Well, Guess what? He was on 60 we, Minutes. We have this a lot is, of people who, who do <laughs> choose to do a, a, a type of so, law. So are we, That's all so I'm saying. Are we as black people holding black attorneys Absolutely we are. to a higher standard, Absolutely we are. and we say nothing. Yeah, I love well, how you say black attorneys, right? I'm talking about Chris Darden. And you only talk one about person. it because he's a black <laughs> attorney. Okay, but, one but, person. Right, now that's true. Because I know a lot of black attorneys that bust their ass 
for no money, well, not getting paid, representing people that's what I was gonna say. who are innocent. Okay, that's what, that's what, so or, Chris or, Darden or is one thing. First black all, attorneys is another. I know black attorneys <laughs> who both say represent people who are guilty. Who are guilty? That's what I was gonna say. Okay. I went to law school with, okay. uh, with, and, and, and in fact, I went to law school with a lot of folks who are practicing law now who have made a life mm -hmm. and a career of representing people, right. black women and men who are near indigent or right. indigent, right. who may have been hustling weed, right. herb, may have got, in right. other words, who may be technically guilty. Right. But, I, but I do think the point you're raising is very important. Yes, we hold our well, people absolutely. to a higher standard. We do. That's the question yes. I have, and, I, and, and I, I've never heard you say that we shouldn't hold that high standard. The challenge is that we don't hold other people to the same high standard, we hold our people. And therein lies the difference between how black people have navigated this criminal enterprise called the United States <laughs> and the way other people have navigated because the, they don't care. And it's the same damn thing I say when black people will watch some trash ass reality shows yes, sir. on Bravo and we, but if TV One put it on yes, sir. and BET put it on, yes, we'll shut it down. That's right. So the point is this here. I don't give a damn who Chris Darton represents. I really don't. Hmm. I don't know who he's represented. Hmm. I don't know what his one loss record is. What I'm not gonna do is say he's not a good lawyer because of one case, OJ. <laughs> because guess what? If Marsha Clark uh... got hired, <laughs> folks wouldn't be saying a damn thing. You know why? Because a white woman would get the pass. Right. But we are saying, oh, you know, <laughs> he black. He shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I I'm say torture them both. I'm telling you right now, when you got to hire your ass a lawyer, <laughs> you don't care what nobody outside think. Oh, That's the rea reality. Let's talk about Georgia, folks. Secretary of State has removed hundreds of thousands of registered voters that were classified as inactive from its voting rolls, even though there was a legal challenge from a voting rights group to block the purge of a portion of the names. Fair Fight Action, a voting rights organization founded by Stacey Abrams, filed an emergency motion in federal court on Monday challenging the removal of a portion of the list. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones denied that motion. Here's the deal. Supreme Court ruled in the Ohio case that this is legal. They did. Mm -hmm. the, and, that, and it was a white man in Ohio That's right. who filed that. That's right. And so this is one of those things where what people who believe in voting have to do, we all have, have access to the list. The list has the names of the people, has the addresses. What we're going to have to do, and I do this all the time, I register every year. Right. Y'all ain't saying I moved. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. My, we're going to have to, it's going to have to be a process to where you are constantly being registered because they're going to play these games. That actually is not a bad tactic, Roland, because, I mean, this again, which is why when you're replacing the federal bench, this is where the war is going to be fought in the yep. next 20 years. 50. Stacey Abrams should be the governor of Georgia because Brian Kemp stole the election by being the Secretary of State and engaging in this behavior. They now realize that Georgia is a battleground state. They're trying to get ahead of this 2020 vote. And so that actually is not a bad idea. Black folks register every year. So, just, and don't, take this off the page. Don't yeah, assume. Yeah. Look, yeah. It's, it's a card. Yeah. Fill it out. There you go. Wow. When you, or when you register, re-register your car, it's automatic. <coughs> um, you can do that. And this, these, are, these are defensive on the suppression issues. Also, when you go to vote, at, and if some confusion, you have every right to ask for a provisional ballot. Get that provisional ballot, you fill it out. Yes, it goes in another box. What's your experience with provisional ballots? Because they pulled that on me about three years ago in Maryland, well, it, it, and I vote it. every year. They gave me a provisional ballot. I said, what y'all giving me a provisional Oh, you weren't on the rolls? 
but I vote every year yeah, in the you same got, place. You got purged somehow. Like, yeah, you got purged. No, but, but what's your? Do they count these ballots only? Yeah, if, only if it's if it's within a certain exactly. percentage of the. Oh, it depends on the state, but it depends on a certain right. percentage of the win. Register. Otherwise, it just stays year. in that box with right. dust on it. But <laughs> at least you have voted, and you have, and there can be legal challenges. I mean, this. But if you don't fill out the, the ballot at all, right, is there is definitely no chance to <coughs> count. Right, right. Well, and again, look, folks. I like that re-registering. Yeah. No, it just. I mean, yeah. as simple as this here. Yeah. They know what's coming. No question. There's a deliberate plan. Mitch McConnell has already said it. They are articulating. Their plan is simple. We want to control. They know that there's no law on the city level, on the county level, on the state level, on the federal level that cannot be challenged. That's true. And so their goal is to say, yeah, we're about to lose some states. So while they're doing gerrymandering, hold on to power. Send it to court. Vote of suppression. <laughs> hold on the power. Send it to court. All this, hold on the power. That's the piece. Because you can't vote on federal judges. Yep. How about that? On federal judges. Send it to court. And ain't that for life. Yes. And so we better understand linking the federal court to who we vote for. That's right. See, that's the piece where these Democrats had better bring it up we sleep and on sound that. the alarm. Democrats, Why are they talking about it? dude, we sleep on that. forever. And, and, and the crazy thing is, Democratic Party is idiotic because if it wasn't for the federal courts, no not not the Supreme Court in Brown 1 and 2, no, it was the lower courts that actually interpreted and enforced Brown 1 and 2. That's right. That's why the Republicans are still pissed, because of the 64 Civil Rights Act, 65 Voting Rights Act, Fair Housing Act, because those federal judges used the Constitution to grant black folks their rights. That's right. And I don't know what the hell Dems are doing not talking about it. Judge Tuttle at the, at the district court level, Judge Damon Keith at the court of appeals level. The Supreme Court is the court of last resort. Most of these cases decided the Supreme This guy in Georgia allowed this purge to continue. He's sitting on the federal bench, but he's at the district right. court level. People, we have to understand this. You gotta link them. Yeah. Dem Democrats not doing it. They never do. Democrats are tell We sleep today. on that. <laughs> it's just a Democrats, you, you can't Talk about climate change if they gonna sue. <laughs> right, because you'll lose. <laughs> and I think most of us are convinced that it's one of the reasons that they didn't... change or PETA or something. Got An animal, animal rights <laughs> no, or climate just... change, and then we might get something. There, there's <laughs> no... They are taking federal regulations. <laughs> They're taking them to federal court. Right. Republicans are saying, y'all pass all laws y'all want to. Yeah, no right. question. Right. We gonna have judges who gonna say, nope. Nope. That's right. Nope. That's right. And they're going to have them on the district level. Yes. The appellate level, Supreme Court. So they're going to say, we're going to be able to block anything from the bottom to the top. I mean, when the sister came out and said, and ruled from the, the court and said that no president is above the law, that should have sent a message to all. Do you see why it's important to have black people on the bench? This sister was like, oh, no, you have to order. You have to answer this federal subpoena. And if you don't understand that... Right then you don't understand what's going on. These people have given up on voting. They're trying to hold a line, but they're stocking the bench because it's the judge's law. I get McConnell did not let Obama do it, but Obama could have done a better job on the judges. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not into Barack Obama declared at all. Job. Barack Obama... Right here? Yes. You heard it? Yeah. Obama should have appointed a black woman. No question. Yeah. yeah. Was a Obama should have appointed a black woman. He wouldn't woman. have done that to a black woman. Hey. 
Obama should have appointed a black woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dr. King always said, you got to have a protagonist and an antagonist. <laughs> you can't have 109 white men, 109 justices in the history of the Supreme Court, and 105 being white men, and then you appoint one. We ain't fighting for him. But if he had appointed a black woman, come on, first in history, it would have set up protagonist, antagonist. That's right. And it would have been hell on a GOP for nine months. That's right. And then Obama went to Illinois and gave a speech and mocked those of us. What y'all want me to do? Appoint a lesbian from Muskegee? Go look it up. He yeah. did. That That's right. was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made. That's right. And I still believe had he appointed a black woman, that would have been a major motivating factor for a lot of people in voting in 2016. You know the tragedy about this, Roland? I remember on your show, News One Now, when Scalia died, I think in that next week you had a panel of... And you said this very... In other words, yes, Barack Obama... Because when Scalia died on Friday, yes. I called Melanie Campbell. <laughs> Leah Daltrey. The beginning! Y'all need to have a meeting, and y'all need to have put release a public letter That's right. calling for him to appoint a black... Yes, see, I was in Toronto to... at the NBA All-Star Game and did that. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. So, so, so just getting back to how we treat each other differently, how we treat black black people differently. We have different standards. Mm. We did it with Obama in the other direction, right? Yes. So we revered him so much we, we didn't put any pressure. We do it with Obama. Well, some people do. <laughs> yeah, we didn't put any pressure on him, That's so right. he just kind of did whatever, and he needed... He was the guy that you had to make him do it, if I ever saw. No question. And so he just didn't... And you just see the party... It's not just I'm about skin still... color. It's, it's, it's also party. Like, the, the, mm. the Republicans get in power, they understand how to wield power, they understand what yeah. power is, and they, they exert it. being nice. I'm no, they don't. not happy. No, they don't. All right, y'all, two women are alleged <laughs> that they, they were victims of mortgage fraud in Pierce George's County, Maryland. The scheme was used by the same man in both cases. Patricia Duckett said a friend referred her to William Whalen after she lost one of her two jobs and knew she needed to reduce her mortgage payments. Duckett said Whalen told her he was an attorney and she paid him more than seven grand to re refinance her mortgage. What she didn't know, it's illegal nationwide for someone to charge you up front for mortgage services. Mm. Her home went into foreclosure and was sold in an auction. Another woman's home went into foreclosure. Luckily, the bank worked with her mm -hmm. and she paid this man $2,000. Folks, I need y'all to understand something. If anybody tells you, I can help you refinance your home and stop paying your mortgage, run. <laughs> They're lying. That's a part of the reason why black folks lost 53% of our wealth during the home foreclosure crisis. We have to have the information. There are people who prey on us because they prey on our lack of knowledge, Greg. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Roland, and particularly our, you know, we got elderly. My mother is elderly in Nashville. If I have a penny for every flyer that comes to our little house go. in Nashville, try and get these old people beating them out with reverse mortgages. And, and of course, go. my mother knows. And it's like a lot of elders because they have family. But what happens when that person is isolated? There the you Washington go. Post ran this series here in D.C. where people are losing their houses because they say they got property tax, they owe $2. And you look up and your house has been flipped. We have to be especially vigilant now in this age of gentrification. As well. property more. It's yeah. wealth. Yeah. That's right. That's and wealth. also what you just said is... Uh, there's a house in my family in Brooklyn mm. that's pretty, uh, you know, valuable. 
And my grandmother, before she passed away, she passed away at 99 uh, a few years ago. She used to get calls every single day of, over that house. And, and now we've got people coming over all the time, asking about it. Asking oh, they call sale. me, texting I mean, me up at my right. house in Texas. Texas, right. I go, nope, right. exactly. Right. Hell no. Right. Nope. Because when you have that wealth and you have that house, if you said a lot of times, you're controlling somebody else's economics. Don't get rid of real estate. Because you have got them paying your mortgage, them paying rent well, to but, you, or, them paying Airbnb. Or, or, <laughs> or my parents, both 72. Right, right. Still, still in very good right, health. Right, But they're living right, rent-free. house, right, right. My sister and her daughter are living in the house. Exactly. Rent-free. Exactly. I just pay the taxes every year. Exactly. So the point is, I am able to help two generations of my family. Exactly. Right be able to live and build what they're doing without having to pay it's huge. a thousand or twelve hundred a month and that's why that's important. And all that money and they're not spending on rent and mortgage or taxes right. is going but right the into that. Mm -hmm. Here's the, the challenge on the gentrification. Right. The challenge is, okay, family owns a house, no mortgage left on it because they've been paying for 30 years, they right. go off to heaven. The kids who don't live in that area right. Come on, Ron. get the phone call of 600000 for your house. How, 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 how do you say it's hard? We I've, have to I've give gotten that phone to, call, but right. see, technology and Airbnb in particular is starting to fix that because you don't yeah. necessarily have, you don't to, have to be there, the <laughs> right? Correct. And you should Correct. never get rid of property. Or you almost or, should never get rid of property. When I did the State of Black America <laughs> uh, deal at Howard Theater for National Urban League, this is what I said to Mark Moriel. I'm tired of having gentrification conversations. There was a black couple in Atlanta that did a seven-day crowdfunding campaign and created, I think it was called the Tulsa Fund, <clears throat> they raised $9.7 million for a crowdfunding campaign for real estate. What I keep telling black people, y'all, if we know the properties are for sale, hell, guess what? We can pull resources. Sure we, can. we can begin to acquire property. Right. Sure I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm tired of having gentrification conversations they're not tied to, okay, are we going to buy the property? That's right. There are 1,300 buildings in D.C. Hmm. One building, all downtown is black-owned. How about that? That's the, yeah. That's the black the women. Black women. Nasty. That's yeah, the that's women. Thing with women. That's right. <laughs> no question. It's a really nice property. Don't sleep on <laughs> Mary McLeod right. Thune right. and Dorothy Irene Heights. Although CBC owns that building on Mass Ave. Ah. They own that, they own that building on Mass Ave. Mm. The, the foundation, Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. The town, the town and, and, and there's still some black churches, Metropolitan AME. I yeah, mean, that's right. But, 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 but oh, yeah. you're making a very important Church point. Churches are huge. We have yeah. to think. <laughs> and, and, and this isn't something that you're talking about that's theoretical. Right. We don't look forward in time for the solution. Right. Backward in time. Right. If you look right. at during enslavement, Davis Bend, Mississippi, and the Sea Islands, you had black people come out of enslavement to figure out a way to right. put enough money together to buy right. some land. Right. So don't just think that this is, oh, we can't do, no, we've that's done it before. Right. Oh, gosh. my point. That's my point. All right, y'all, real quick here, finally today, we remember Herman Boone, who passed away Wednesday at his home in Alexandria, Virginia, at the age of 84. He was the high school football coach who inspired the 2000 film, Remember the Titans. Bunch of tough guys. You look like a bunch of fifth-grade sissies after a cat fight. You got anger, that's good. You're going to need it, son. You got aggression, that's even better. You're going to need that, too. But any little two-year-old child can throw a fit. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection.
Some coaches, they cut a player if they think he's not up to snuff. When they think he's hurting the team. This is a public school program. I will never, ever cut a player who comes out to play for me. But when you put that uniform on, that Titan uniform, you better come to work. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. Uh, and folks, he was one of the, one of the speakers uh, at APB, uh, Speakers uh, Bureau here. And uh, here's what they have on their YouTube channel with Herman Boone. What happened to the team's coach after the movie was over? Here, the rest of the story. It was the end to a perfect season. But this game was about more than just football. For the T.C. Williams Titans, it was a victory for social change. That was the end of the movie. But what's the rest of the story? Whatever happened to the Titans and their coach, Herman Boone, played by actor Denzel Washington? I'm in touch with them every single day. Every single day, I get an email from one or two of them. Herman Boone continued coaching for nine more seasons and never had a losing team. But in 1981, he left coaching, burnt out from all the pressure. Boone was only 46. Coaching at T.C. Williams is not an easy job. You're going to have to win. And the stress and the pressures put on you there are just terrific. The Titans continue to be a force in football, but in the late 1980s and 90s, the program slipped. Emphasis started to be placed on other areas. Girls athletics, soccer, and other non-revenue-making sports began to take the spotlight. You can tell whoever threw this brick through my window, they can come visit me anytime. While the movie captured the racial tensions of the early 70s, today T.C. Williams is a model of ethnic diversity. We don't have a racial situation there now. We've been able to attract kids from over 84 nations and uh, marvel in the fact of how well they get along. It's a message that Herman Boone emphasizes when he speaks to schools across the country. You pick this ball up, you run every one of them. Now 73, Herman Boone admits he isn't the same hard-driving fanatic portrayed in the movie, but he does have one demand that he absolutely insists upon. I've had about 20 different artists recording to play all day long at my funeral. My way, I stood tall. I took the blows. And I did it my way. Herman Boone survived by his wife and three daughters. Uh, he probably left us with that phrase, are you, son, are you outside your mind? <laughs> All right, folks, uh, I've got to go. Uh, i got to catch a plane. Uh, I'm headed to... Uh, Accra, Ghana. We're going to be, of course, in three cities. I uh, got a crew that was shooting all over the place. And so my sister, so y'all think you just have this shirt here. So I actually had this made up. So you see the back of the shirt. Yes, sir. There it is. What's right on the back? <laughs> so. The year of return. So y'all see me in Ghana. Y'all see that. Y'all see this shirt here. Yes. Uh, yes. Jamal Bryant's like, oh, I got to get one of those. You got to pay for it, Jamal. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, y'all have a great Christmas. Shout but I'll see you before then. And um, we'll be back. Uh, my goal is to, is, is to broadcast uh, from Ghana while there. Oh, we'll, wow. see what, we'll see what the internet connection is. Uh, but that's what our goal, goal is. And so uh, we'll see you guys, all right? Uh, Y'all take care.
Holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.